Ireland Talks podcast with Kevin Byrne. Hello and you're very welcome to another edition of the podcast. The exodus of Ukrainian refugees grows by hundreds of thousands every day. The UN now says that more than 2.5 million people have left the country fleeing Russian attacks. Most of them have entered Poland. I travelled to the Polish-Ukrainian border at Medica. What I seen there was utterly heartbreaking. Women, kids and the elderly. Of course, the men from 18 to 60 are not allowed to leave the country. They're automatically conscripted into the army. In the face of all this, you have hundreds of volunteers on the ground at Medica doing all variations of things, including making soup, handing out sweets to the kids, handing out blankets, and making the refugees as welcome and as comfortable as possible before they get on the buses to take them to the humanitarian centre in Chemichel. I spoke to some of the volunteers on the ground at the Medica border. World Central Kitchen. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing. Uh, we are providing food for all the refugees who need it. And have you been here from, from day one? No, I got here three days ago. Okay. And uh, you just volunteered? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How, what, are you, what is your experiences so far, your three days here? What, what, are, you, what are you experiencing from, from, I suppose, a personal point of view? Uh, it's hard to kind of wrap that into words. I mean, we've been pretty busy handing out food. You don't really have a lot of time to kind of reflect. Kind of, I guess at the end of the day, just... Um, very grateful for you know being able to provide these people with uh, some hot drinks and food. Um, hopefully, make their journey a little bit easier. Eresh, <laughs> I live I live uh, in uh, Lorient, in Britain, uh, in France, and uh, every year the festival Interceltic. Do you know yes. the Interceltic festival? Yes. I am Jack Sparrow Interceltic. <laughs> How long have you been down here in Medellin? Yeah, I, I, I live in uh, Bordeaux and um, I, uh, when I, I look at uh, the TV, I say, I, say uh, I, I must go in, uh, I must go in a train. And uh, uh, I, I, when I look at the TV, it's uh, emotion, no, only emotion. It's not uh, politic. I, I am here because, uh, look, every... Every hours, 100 babies uh, are, are here. It's uh, horrible. Help us, please. Help us. Yeah. What's your name? David, Davide Martello. David, tell me how this came about, how you ended up down here in Medica on the Ukrainian border with Poland. Well, long story short, I watched the news the whole time, like five days in a row, and slept and watched the news. Repeat. And then after I woke up from my coma, I decided to come here and play for the people. <coughs> and of course the reaction around the world is, is huge you're, you're called the piano man on the border <laughs> oh okay 
what, what, you know, you're here every day, every yeah. night, in the cold. Yeah. What do you take from what you're experiencing? You're close to it. You see it every minute of every day. Yeah, I can feel the heavy weight. The, the, the weight is over in Ukraine. They're, like, they're, they're feeling like secure now, the people. Like, you can see them in the eyes when they look. Okay, we made it. Yeah. Relief. Yeah. And your music then gives them that little uplift that they yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. Music can help a little bit for the soul. Yeah. And uplifting a little bit. So give them a sensation of peace, inner peace. So, so. David, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>
his sister, I'm going to be bringing her up to dance when he arrives, hopefully if he arrives. I haven't had contact with him in many days, and last he was in Kiev, so it was not, it was not ideal. Uh, but I will hopefully take his sister up to Dansk, and then further on to somewhere else that's safe, that I can take care of her properly. Okay. Uh, but until then, until they arrive, I will volunteer here, and I will stay, and I will help out. I was a cook back home, and I can cook here. It looks like you make wonderful pizza. Thank you. It's uh, not something I was taught, and I'm sure my chef would yell at me for them, but... Thank you for talking to me. Guys, uh, have you ever done anything like this before? Um, no, I haven't. What is your experience so far? Um, quite good. Changes drastically every day, so there's... One day there are plenty of refugees and little food offering and so on, and the other day it's completely around or completely different. So it's hard to to say what is needed and when it is needed and so on. This is uh, yeah quite challenging. But apart from that, it's great atmosphere and just touching to see how everyone tries to help and is coming here and volunteering and all the stuff. So. Really good. Thank you. That's some of the voices of the many volunteers on the border at Medica, the crossing between Ukraine and Poland. Later on that evening, I travelled back to Szymyszel to the main humanitarian centre, which was once a Tesco store. At around one o'clock in the morning, while standing around a fire in minus seven degrees, I met Andrew. Here's his story. Uh. My city is Irpin. This is nine kilometers from Kiev, capital and, city. And how long ago, how many weeks ago have you had to leave your city? Uh, 24th of uh, February. I working all day, but on the morning uh, I listened some dangerous on the uh, on the Hostomel airport. Uh, helicopter, Russian helicopters, they come. But uh, I was in Irpin. I worked all day and. Uh, and evening when I back from my job, uh, I listen very big noise near my home, and the door of my uh, house was shut like this. And I put my children to beton level downstairs. And after we are believers, we start to pray. And after we take decision uh, very quick, just ten minutes, take our passports and go away, because it was very dangerous there. And so and. Uh, and after was very long trip, uh, I I go across the borders uh, four days, four days. Yes, and, and I doesn't sleep four days because so, yeah. And in 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 one car, you take most things that you can from the house in a very quick time, a very quick space of time. Yes, I take just documents, you know. Uh, and uh, my children was with dirt clothes, like they, they uh, like they was uh, near uh, with uh, on uh, in house. Yes. And so, life a week before this happened. Um, I, I cannot understand all now because you know I, I built my house 15 years. I had nice house, and uh, I would like my house full with the people. And uh, you know, all summer I had uh, people from US, from uh, my country, because we are believers. We would like to take a lot of people. Uh, and I, I, I not imagine how can change my life. But um, I'm here for help people. This is what I can to do. You know. And, and Andrew, um, 
it's obviously it's a surreal situation. Yes. Do, yes. Do you do you ever see a day when you're back home in Ukraine? I, I, I cannot uh, say you answer for this question. I don't know. I, I hope I can. Uh, I would like to back soon because I leave my house. I ha I leave my very nice dog, big dog. You know. Uh. I. So what? I don't know because uh, now there stay Russian soldier. They have block post uh, maybe ten or twenty meters from my house. Do you feel hate for the Russians? Yes, of course, but yes, I think this is more a political situation. Your family are now in, in Switzerland? Yes, I bring my family to Switzerland because I like this country, but uh, I like Ukraine more. <laughs> yeah. So, the plan for the next few weeks, what do you do? Do you stay here, help? And yes, of course, here? I'm here for help. I ask for my friends in Switzerland, they take decision very quick, uh, go to here, we take something for the poor people, uh, for the children, uh, we take some medicaments and uh, these times I would like to stay here and help for people to do what I can. I also, I bring maybe three, four families, they are moved to Switzerland now with big families and also I call to a lot of families who, who need help from Ukraine, I help and now in Switzerland, a lot of my friends, they prepare maybe 30 houses for, they open for people and I help for them also. And, and you told me about uh, your family doctor, he, he is missing now? Yes, uh, I lose a lot of friends, maybe three or four friends, I don't know where they are. You know, doctor of my children also, my friends, because five days ago I called to him, he says, roof of my house break and windows uh, break and I sit on the beton level and now five days I don't have contact with him. He, he was with his wife and mother, I don't know where they are. And another, my friend, they killed him two days ago. He's, uh, and uh, uh, yes, tomorrow I bring his wife and children to Switzerland because two days ago uh, her husband was dead, yes. It's a terrible situation. Yes, this is my friend. Yes, two days ago they healed him. And his I bring his wife and the children. He was my friend, yes. His, what was his name? Uh, Dimitri. Dimitri. Yes. And what age was he? Uh, like 40. Oh my God. Yes, this is very near, you know. This is like um, my part. Yeah. Uh, I. I when I was in Swiss, I, I, every, I cannot sleep at night, you know, I, I feel my body like, like make shock and for this I'm here. Okay. Andrew, thank you so much. Yes, you're and welcome. And I hope everything gets better. Yes, thank you for, for your coming, I, nice to see you also. Thank you very much, thank you. That's Andrew from Irpin in Ukraine, a truly harrowing story. Thanks for listening to Ireland Talks podcast. Until the next time, bye bye. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can contact the podcast by email on studio at irelandtalkspodcast.ie.